Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. The Race for the Ring, Episode 68, When to Say No, with Allison Wellington. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. Today, we're going to dive into setting boundaries, when to say no, when to ask tough questions, and when to walk away. It sounds a lot easier said than done, for sure. Um, I certainly have been in those shoes, those very hard cement cement shoes, <laughs> when you can't, you want to move, but you can't, um, more times than one. Uh, but our our expert today is going to kind of break it all down for us. And believe it or not, the, the answer is quite simple um, in terms of when you should find out if your potential suitor wants to get married, wants to have children, if you should not stay with them, how to set your boundaries, when to set your boundaries, the appropriate way to set your boundaries, and all of the above. Um, before I introduce her, though, I want to just remind everybody about our big, big giveaway that we're running. It's actually growing ex- in an extent, like very, very fast, ex- like uh, accelerated way. Um, I am giving away a series of rings because obviously the show is called The Race for the Ring. And I have a 
book that is coming out on October 26th called You Don't Need to Be a Bitch to Be a Boss. And I wanted to kind of tie in the two notions of obviously being a good person, being a leader, being um, a woman that supports other women, and also being a good partner in a romantic relationship too, because if you have it together professionally and on, um, you know, on your day-to-day level, you're obviously going to bring that much more to a relationship, certainly. Um, and also just kind of fun because we represent Furco's, or we rather are sponsored by Furco's Fine Jewelry. Um, it is a very big supporter of the Race for the Ring. So if you kind of had a lot of rules and it was getting confusing, a lot of people were like a little bit all over the place with that. So we just kind of like slimmed it down. And if you purchase the book, it's available on Amazon on pre-order. It's a very small investment. It's not a big deal. And the book is full of really good stories and it's it's worth the price in of itself. But if you purchase the book and you DM Race for the Ring on Instagram, a copy of your receipt, you will be entered to win uh, a diamond ring, a legitimate, bona fide, 40 karat gold diamond ring. I have three versions of this ring that I'm going to be rolling out over time. So the first one is a rose gold, which is my favorite um, metal, personally, solitaire diamond ring. The second one is... um a yellow gold cluster of diamonds and ring. And the third one is white gold with diamonds and also an emerald. They're all really beautiful. The fourth piece is a surprise. So here's the deal. You enter to win by just doing that, purchasing you don't need to be a bitch to be a boss, which is really fun and entertaining. It's an informative book, but it reads a lot like a novel because I have a lot of really juicy stories inside. And then you DM the receipt. You'll be entered to win this first ring, but you'll stay in the running for the second ring, the third ring, and then the big grand prize as well. Um, so every time the first one is going to be like the first 500 receipts we receive, we're going to pull at random. And then the numbers are going to get a little bit smaller each time so that obviously you're not competing with like 2000 people. So it sounds very, it sounds like it's obviously feasible, which it is. Um, so anyway, that's a, a very long winded way of sharing that with you. But I wanted to to just remind everybody that that's still going on. We're probably going to keep this contest. I'm thinking in motion for another week because we're almost at our tail end. It's been very successful. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I appreciate all of you. We also want to remind everybody to please rate and review the podcast. Um, another ask if I don't mind if I do. Um, it helps everybody find us on all of the different algorithms. And it's certainly um, really awesome for me to be able to see everybody's ratings and also read the reviews. I read all of them personally, and they really mean everything to me. And, um, you know, for those of you who have already done that, I thank you again. And for those of you who have not, I would appreciate you just taking the two seconds to do that because, um, like I say, it will help other people find our, our great show and just help us grow and evolve and all of the above. So as I continue to strive to help all of you grow and evolve in the dating realm, because it definitely can be a tricky, tricky water to compete and come and combat with. Um, I want to bring in our amazing guest. Her name is Allison Wellington. She's a dating and relationship coach in New York. She has really helped 30 
ish plus like age range women who are looking for guidance and finding partners that they deserve. Um, that's her sweet spot is females, but she speaks a lot to men too, certainly. Um, and she's going to help all of us today figure out how we can put our foot down and just say no. So welcome, Allison. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the Race for the Ring. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. So um, we are really excited to have you and all of your wisdom and insight and kind of helping us fine tune the path towards love, right? Along the way, we myself included, certainly make a lot of mistakes and take missteps in the whole nine yards. Before we get into some of that, though, I want you to share with some folks listening, all of the folks listening, I should say, a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your practice, um, and what makes you unique in the world of, you know, the dating, coaching, and and guidance, and so forth and so on. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, again, my name is Allison. I am a certified dating and relationship coach, and I primarily work with singles to help them find the love and commitment that they deserve. So, a little bit about my own struggles romantically. I was dating a gentleman, very nice guy. Um, however, he just didn't have the same goals and desires in regards to marriage and family and children that I had. And what was really problematic is that I didn't vet this guy, right? Like he was cute and I was cute. So we're going to be cute together and it'll just make sense and everything will just work out. And I didn't ask any of the key questions Mm -hmm. about, well, what are your goals and do you desire to be married? And do you even believe in the sanctity of marriage? And do you want to have children? So now this is four years into the game and I'm looking for those next steps and they're not happening. But what I came to realize is that it isn't his fault. It really is mine because I didn't qualify this guy. I didn't ask him those key questions about what are his basic beliefs, not whether or not he even wants to be with me per se, but does he even believe in taking those steps or those his desires and when he wanted to do so. And so I thought to myself, as someone who's reasonable and logical, if I made those kinds of mistakes to not qualify folks, I can only imagine those who are more driven by their emotions and how they usually allow those emotions to just whisk them away Mm -hmm. down the road that doesn't allow them to ask those kind of reasonable things about what do you want out of life? So I decided that once I left that guy and started dating again, I found an amazing guy. We were all on the same page. We knew exactly (laughs) what we wanted. Those are questions I asked early in the game and uh, we became married and we're happily married now. But nonetheless, I said, again, somebody reasonable like me, not asking those questions. I can only imagine there's so many more people who are doing the same and making those mistakes. So to help folks, to avoid making the mistakes that I made that I should get into this and be a dating and relationship coach. All right. Awesome. So that leads me to question number one. When do you ask those questions? Because I think you could scare a guy off if you or a girl, if you start asking questions too soon in the game Mm -hmm. um, before you are a real couple. But then on the other hand, you just you're dating and dating and then like a month into the game granted it's not four years like you just mentioned you dealt with but still it's a month that you're investing into somebody especially mm-hmm. if you're a second go around and you're busy with kids and you've got a career going on and yeah. all of the above you know um you may not have that time to waste so when is a good time to ask those important questions So what I advise my clients is to literally ask those questions immediately, like even before possibly a first date. Really? Yeah. So if we connect on an app or if someone does the nice organic 
connection where I meet you publicly, I'm going to ask you questions in regards to, well, tell me what your thoughts are about marriage as an institution, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, have you thought about having children? Do you have children? I think that's a very fair question for you to ask someone when you meet them. That's like just as fair as what do you do for a living or, you know, yeah, I agree with and, that. And what yeah. you ask, like, hey, do you have any kids? And have you thought about having more? Now, what I would throw in there to soften the blow, I would say something along the lines of like, what are your thoughts about marriage? And before they even answer, and I would say, I'm not saying it's going to be me and you, ha ha ha. But in general, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Because yeah. again, it may not be me. It probably is not going to be me if we look at the numbers game, how many people you should be dating yeah. before you decide. But I'm not even going to entertain you for a first or second date if you're honest with me and you say, oh, I'm, I'm 35, I'm 40, and I haven't thought about children. You haven't thought about it yet? Mm -hmm. I'm taking that to be a no. And since it's a yes for me, it's a no-go. Now the reverse, right? If I'm dating someone and I know I don't want children, no matter who it's with, I've made that decision for myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to a guy and he says, yes, I intend on having children in the near future when I find the right person. Uh-oh, red flag. And not a red flag in a way that this person is not a good human being. They're mm -hmm. just not an appropriate match for me. So I'm talking about before first dates and first dates. Ask people about what are their relationship goals, what are their desires? Do they want to have children? What do they see themselves living in the next couple of years? Because as a diehard New Yorker, I'm not leaving, right? Right, and right, so if right. You're saying, oh yeah, I can't, I can't stand New York. In the next few years, I'm going to be living in Texas. Guess what? Not yeah. a match. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be wearing a cowboy hat anytime soon. And <laughs> in nope. Dallas or Austin. Okay, gotcha. That's good advice. All right. So also, um. I guess in terms of the the dating situation and, and bringing up those important questions early on, I sometimes get asked. I'm single, so I'm on a I'm on a few apps. So I sometimes get asked by guys, "What are you looking for here? Like, what are you? I, and is that kind of code for do you want to get married? Are you looking for a serious relationship? And usually, I'll respond with. Well, right now I'm really just looking to meet someone nice to have a nice time with, but I am eventually looking for a relationship. You know, I'm just also not like looking every guy I, I match with. I don't think they're going to be my next Prince Charming either. Mm -hmm. I'm open-minded to the fact that the likelihood is that they're not, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not to be negative, but you know, so what is that? What is your two cents on that front? Do you think that's basically a, a, maybe a guy's way of sort of vetting whether or not someone is looking for something more significant or just looking for a hookup or whatever? Yes. And, and I think it's a fair question. I think it's a question that either party should ask again immediately. It should also be on your profile. I think people should be straight up. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking for a long-term relationship that culminates in marriage, however you want to formulate the words. But yeah, if that's what you want, you should say it. Absolutely. Because it's going to help you. Now, I know a lot of folks are going to say, oh no, I'm going to scare someone off. If they believe in marriage or if they want a long-term relationship, you using the same words of what they want to will not scare them off. What will scare them off is if they're looking for a hookup and mm -hmm. you say that you want a long-term relationship that may lead to marriage, and good, I want this person to be scared away because they don't want what I want. So now mm -hmm. they're not wasting their time trying to manipulate me into sex early in the game. I'm not wasting my time thinking he is this Prince Charming. And then once I give him access to the cookie, he runs away and he ghosts me. So now it's even Stevens. You want to make it abundantly clear. Now, will this reduce the amount of people who match with you? Yes. 
Will this reduce the amount of people who are going to message you? Yes. But this is a good reduction because mm-hmm. again, I don't want folks who are trying to connect with me in a way that I'm not looking for. So it's a win-win. Yes, you should make it clear about what you want. Now, maybe you might not want to use the word marriage. Some folks might say, you know what, Allison, sorry. I'm just not prepared to be that heavy, even though that is what I actually want. I accept that. So then I would say long-term relationship. Tell the Mm -hmm. truth, whatever your truth is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with all of that. I say long-term relationship too. You're very on point, my love. (laughs) I have to say, very impressed with you. Okay, Or or maybe you're really on point, right? Because you're (laughs) you're already using this advice. You haven't even heard it yet. So great. No, no, it's all good. Oh, so, all right. So let's get on to um, some of the mistakes that people make while they're actually dating, right? We've already trimmed the fat. We cut the fat. We got the people out of our lane that aren't really they're basically holding up traffic right or mm-hmm. <laughs> like my analogies there like on, on our, our our road to the ring if you will as we're racing down the the light the lane of love um some of the mistakes that i've researched that some people make are not setting proper boundaries so you're down dating right yeah. you figured out that the guy wants a relationship. I guess if you have these hard conversations earlier on, not necessarily hard, but you ask these important questions early on, you could probably cut to the chase in terms of what they're in. Are they in it to win it? Or are they in it just to kind of hang out and have a good time? But if you're dating someone, they're not really giving, like you're in a relationship with them, but they're not like putting you first and they're selfish or maybe they're a little narcissistic, but they're not like full blown narcissist that you're going to mm-hmm. run away. It's, I guess, bearable in a sense. What, what are some of the mistakes that women and men make in terms of not setting proper boundaries for themselves and basically showing their partner that they're not really worth their worth, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. So in regards to boundaries, I think one of the biggest mistakes that both men and women make is that because they are so, for lack of a better term, thirsty, because yeah. they're so thirsty for a relationship. Yeah, they um, they don't make it clear some of the things that make them uncomfortable. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if I am bothered by the fact that you only call me at night or you only text me and you don't call me, but I don't say anything because, oh, I don't want to ruin a good thing. Then mm-hmm. you're setting yourself up for failure because you are now teaching this person from the absolute beginning what behaviors they think that you think is acceptable. And you can't even blame them because you never said Hey, babes, how come you never call me during the daytime to check in on me? Hey, babes, you know, I'd really prefer to talk to you on the phone more frequently. And it seems like you only like to text. Like those are things that you need to establish from the beginning. And it's your fault if the person continues a behavior you don't like because you never expressed it. So communication is something that's key. Like your preference in regards to communication, let them know. You know, I'm accustomed to talking to, you know, somebody I'm dating every day. What are your thoughts about it? And again, you don't have to be aggressive, especially for women. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you ask, how do you frame it so you don't come off that you're being like this pushy, needy, you know, annoying girl um, or guy, Mm -hmm. because guys do it too. And I find that to be somewhat annoying sometimes if they're very, very needy. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, how do you frame it so when they, or not necessarily frame it, but what do you do when they don't get your hint and they keep maintaining that behavior? Yeah, so I, I wouldn't make it a hint. And so I I would just say straight out. And this is how you do it um, in a way that's not overly aggressive. I was going to say, especially women, because we want to rest more in our feminine energy and Mm -hmm. we don't want to be aggressive, especially early in the game, too. Right. Yeah. So 
this is the way that I would word it. I would say, because you said we've been dating for a while, right? So we like mm-hmm. each other. We probably have kissed and had some intimacy in some form or fashion. Right. So I can call you babes or something along those lines. So right. I would start with a nickname, you know, hey, babes, uh, we, you know, we've been dating for a bit. And, and in the past, the conversation, let me rephrase that. Babes, I'm used to having conversations with someone that I'm seeing about every day. What are your thoughts about that? I always put it back in the in their court. So I'm not telling you, yo, how many times I'm going to tell you that you need to call me and text me every day, right? Oh my God, you're so funny. All right, go ahead. Right, so I'm not Brooklyn, yo, how many times I'm going to tell you that you need to call me text? So I'm not going to give you my Brooklyn, right? I'm going to say- Yeah, I love it. I like your Brooklyn. Go on. <laughs> I'm going to start with a positive, like babes, baby, whatever term. They right, 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 right. And I'm going right. to say, I'm accustomed to- or, you know, this is what I, I'm accustomed to. I'm accustomed to talking to such and such um, almost every day, period. Put it right back in their court. What are your thoughts about that? So it's not saying I expect you to call me every day, which is the truth, right? Like I expect you to call me every day yeah. or I expect you to not only text me, but we're not going to be that aggressive. We're going to say, this is what I'm accustomed to. What are your thoughts? You're putting okay. the ball right back in their court. And if they say to you, well, I don't care what you're accustomed to. I don't have time to be texting and calling you every day. Then you need to decide whether or not that's a deal breaker for you. Mm -hmm. What would you say? Is that a deal breaker? It depends on the individual. So each person has to decide what are deal breakers for them. For me, a deal breaker for me, I wouldn't like that. For you, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and these are things that we should be deciding before we start dating. So what I always tell my clients is that before we even get on the dating apps or asking friends to connect us. Like you have to decide what your non-negotiables are. And I recommend about six of them. Make a list of what are the things that your potential mate must have before you even decide to go out or seek this person out. Because what the dangerous thing is, is that you'll have this non-negotiable, like, no, I have to have conversation every day. You meet him, he has all of the other things, but he doesn't do that. You bring it up and you say, babe, this is what I'm accustomed to. And what are your thoughts? He says, sorry, sis, I don't got time for that. And then it's like, oh, well, okay. And then now you're bending on those non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. We need to know what we will will and will not stand for from the get-go. So then mm-hmm. as soon as this guy says, I'm not calling you every day. I ain't got time for that, girl. Get out of here. Now, you know, oh, this is not an appropriate match. And you're removing the emotion out of it. And you're saying, this is the list. He didn't make the list. What can I do? It's not my fault. Not his fault. He just doesn't prioritize what I prioritize. And so I'm going to move. Because you're not going to be happy. If that's something you want and you expect, and it's that important, you put it on your non-negotiable list. Five years, three months, whatever it is down the line, you're going to be hurt if he's not calling you every day. Right. Oh, I had such a bad day, but he won't know because like, he's not checking in on me. You know, that kind of thing. What are some of the more popular? I know it varies from client to client, but what are some of the average non-negotiables on that six prong list? Yeah. Um, attractive is always on there. Oh, yeah. I haven't had a person who didn't put it and I recommend it. I think it's very important that we are attracted to our mates, at least initially. Like when I'm 70, then... <laughs> You know, and my breasts are hanging to my knees. Who cares? But I need to be attracted. So that's number one. Every single person has that. Um, I have a lot of clients who prioritize work, hard working, career-driven, something in in that realm. Mm -hmm. And then also financial stability. Mm -hmm. That's something that's always on the list. 
Um, I've had a lot of clients who have been cheated on before. So a lot of times there's something along the lines of like honesty, transparency, Mm-hmm. But one thing that I really do harp on is that whatever you put on the list, make sure that it's in the positive. So we're not saying that he's not a cheater. We're going to put on the list that he's faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to say um, that he can't be broke. <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> that, that reminds me of that song, Scrubs. You know that song? Yes, yeah, like- yeah, yeah. TLC, no scrubs. Like, yeah. can't be a scrub. He is financially sound. He is financially stable. Whatever yeah. the terminology. Yeah, he's, he, so, he's got his own ride, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. That's good. That's all. That's all important. How about like um, kids or like marriage and things like that? I have a friend, and some of her non-negotiables are multiple babies with multiple women. Like she doesn't want that. Yeah, is that something that you find, or do, do most? clients, maybe they don't really put a a lot of stock in that sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's 50-50. I think um, even though I am a a stickler for the non-negotiables, I think there are just some things that you know you're just not going to go for. And if Mm -hmm. we really sat here and made a list for all the things that we wouldn't go for, then the list would just go on and on and on. We use the non-negotiables to qualify people initially, Mm -hmm. right? So does this person seemingly have these things? And then we date them, we get to know them. And on paper, they can be amazing and have everything that you're looking for, but the chemistry isn't there. And so you can disqualify them that way. But yeah, most, I would say 50, 50, like half of, half of folks say one child or zero. I've had Mm -hmm. a client who said like the multiple baby mamas is just an absolute no go. Just cannot. Yeah. That's gotta be tough because you're maneuvering a lot of drama usually and like different like you know i don't know issues that could arise with this woman or that woman or that guy this guy whatever okay a lot of folks aren't even necessarily concerned about like baby mama drama baby daddy drama they're also thinking about the finances of their household so if i live with this guy and we get married and then now he's paying two sets of child support to two different households how is that going to impact our household which is legitimate yeah no it is it's definitely something to think about for sure Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um okay so let's talk a little bit about behavior your behavior as a partner right mm-hmm. um in a relationship so if you are overgiving which i tend to be i'm trying not to be that way anymore because i think that it, people have to earn that but um nevertheless like that's typically like my mo because that's sort of the kind of person that i am but sometimes if you overgive and the person isn't reciprocating and you keep overgiving according to some of the research i've i've done that you're, that doesn't necessarily mean that person's ever going to give back what you're giving and you don't give to get. I know that's not necessarily why someone should give, but it is nice to have it somewhat balanced because otherwise you feel bad. So what are your thoughts as a, you know, obviously an expert in relationship realm about that scenario? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I have a friend, I don't know if you believe in Zodiac signs, but I have a friend, she's a cancer and Uh she is a giver. I mean, just like pouring into people constantly. Um, she's finally found a balance where she's not pouring into people who are not deserving, but uh-huh. it really sometimes requires some work on your part. Not to say that an individual can't be naturally giving, but sometimes it comes from a place of some kind of traumatic experience where we sometimes feel as though we have to give in order for for us to be loved back. So sometimes yeah. we, we give and we give and we give because we're trying to convince the other person. Yes, that yes, yes. that's what the study was saying. Yes, let's talk about that. Yeah. Yes. So that to make them feel like, okay, well, obviously, you know, Allison just goes above and beyond for me all the time that, yeah, she's worthy, so I'll keep her around. But is is that what we really want, you know? 
what we need to do sometimes when we realize that we're constantly finding ourselves in circumstances where we're in relationships with people who are taking advantage of us, then we may need to have a couple of sessions of therapy to really unpack why it is that we're constantly looking for this level of acceptance. So much so that we're pouring into people who are undeserving. So what that's what I would do. That's what I would recommend. Like maybe we need to find a therapist who's an appropriate match. Every therapist is not the right one. Every coach is not the right one to really do a deep dive as to why do I give to folks who constantly throw it back on my face or don't give back to me? Where does, mm-hmm. What's the root of that? And where is it coming from? And let's unpack that so that we can stop overgiving. Yeah, because the study was saying how some people that do do that for the wrong reasons, like you're saying, they are doing it because they're hoping that they're going to show their value to the other person when the reality is the person appreciates it, but they just keep taking because it's coming at them and they're not necessarily going to reciprocate it back, nor are they going to be a loyal partner or love them anymore or any of the above. So that's good. That's very, that's, that's good. Um, Really good advice. There's like, look at yourself and see what the issue is, why you have to do that for the acceptance, I guess. Right. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit more about the boundaries, um, that we addressed a little bit a few minutes ago in terms of, um, you know, merging with your boyfriend or girlfriend, um, making yourself like available at their beck and call or constantly giving into whatever it is that they want to do or have you do in terms of like, to-do lists or wish lists or whatever, always with their family, never with yours, like mm-hmm. things like that. Um, what are some of the things that we can do to kind of put our foot down and try to maintain that relationship? Or when is it time to just walk away and say no? Mm-hmm. Um, putting your foot down. The problem with that is that it's just, it's a very difficult thing to do after you're already involved in a committed relationship. And that's why it's so important to set your boundaries and share your expectations. And you're not dictating it to someone. You're just saying, this is, you know, this is what I'm accustomed to, or this is what I've experienced. And even in the negative, right? So in the past, I've experienced being cheated on. It, it really hurt me. And so this is just something that I cannot um, stand for. What are your thoughts about monogamy? What are your, th- like, these are things that we need to establish early in the game. And again, this is the beauty of asking these questions before date number one or on date number one, uh, because that's when folks don't have as much skin in the game. And so they're yeah. more inclined to be honest with you because whether or not this date goes well, it doesn't hurt. You know, I, I don't really care. Now, when once someone's already been intimate or when they're engaged in a relationship, they're going to be more inclined to lie because they want to maintain that relationship. So mm-hmm. putting your foot down is something that is quite difficult to do. It's not impossible, but it causes a lot of conflict. It's in your best interest to establish what your expectations are early in the game so that you're not forced to put your foot down. But if you are, and you have, you did not, unfortunately you didn't establish in the beginning. And so now this is where we are. Conversations can be hard, but they can be had. So this is what you should do. You should sit this person down in a private space when things are going good. It is not, not in a bad time, not in a, not in the moment. Not, you know, like 24 hours after the moment when things are going well, when you think, damn, I don't want to bring this up now because stuff is going so, we're so happy. It's been weeks and no arguments. Nope. This is the time. So Mm -hmm. you wait until the most appropriate time when you're at a high in your relationship. Uh, Then you bring it up in a way that describes how X makes you feel. Uh So, you know, when your mom comments about my cooking or the way that I maintain the house, 
it makes me feel like an inadequate girlfriend. I feel as though I, I, this is how I feel, right? So this is not saying you don't ever stand up for me when your mom talks shit about what I eat or how I cook, or how, <laughs> right? It's, it, it makes me feel like an inadequate woman. It makes me feel like an adequate partner. It makes me feel like an adequate wife, whatever. When your mom talks about my cooking or how I don't maintain the house in, in this way, this is how it makes me feel. And again, always put the ball back in their court. Um, what are your thoughts? Let them say, my, you know, my mom doesn't talk that bad about you or you're exaggerating or. Then what do you say? Then what happens? Right. What do you say? So What's they, your rebuttal? If they then dismiss it. Oh, it's not even that bad. Or you're, you're dragging it. It's not yeah. even serious. Then you say, then you're going to reiterate it and say, I, I hear what you're saying and it may not be that bad for you. However, it makes me feel you're going to reiterate. This is how it makes me feel. Now, you've already given them the, you know, what are your thoughts? That you gave them a chance and they could have ran with it and they didn't. So now you're going to up the ante and you're going to say, so what can we do in order to make me feel more comfortable when your mom comes over to and she says these things? What can we do? And what's his answer? So he has a couple of answers. He can say what you can do is uh, suck it up because it's not that bad, right? <laughs> yeah, go uh, get some wine. And, yeah, and, and then now this 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 uh, uncomfortable conversation may have to become an argument because clearly you're not listening to me. I've given you two opportunities to work this out in a positive way. Um, the answer could be, well, how about you change your cooking and you change the way that you maintain the house? That way, mom wouldn't have anything to say to you when she comes to visit. Yeah, which then now also may spark an argument and arguments are natural and they happen, right? Like right. everything is not going to be a perfect worked out situation where we never argue maybe. And, um, and it could be, well, perhaps if you helped me around the house and then that's going to go some another way, or mm-hmm. it could be babes, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll help you, uh, cook or clean up when mom is coming over that way. You're not annoyed. And my mom doesn't have an uh, opportunity to talk junk about you. Okay. All right. So you're trying to come up with like a, a, a fair solution to the problem. Right. Sometimes yeah. it may have to become an argument. And I think that's okay. Once you're not getting abusive and, and calling each other names, then, yeah. but try your best to really frame it around. This is the way that blah, blah, blah makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not being like overly, I guess, nervous that you're causing a possible rift during a high. I feel like that's probably the biggest issue. I know that would be like, oh, I don't want to say it now. It's so good. But yeah. yeah. Why? Just go back to the importance of that for us mm-hmm. listening. Like, so, why is that so crucial to do it when everything is good as yeah. opposed to bad? If you okay. bring things up uh, that bother you when you're already going through something, then it's not going to be perceived in a way that you're really looking for a resolution. Mm -hmm. So if I'm already pissed at you for something else, it seems as though, and another thing, your mom is always rude to me when she comes over and another thing. Right. And so now this person is not going to try to work with you in a resolution because they feel like you're just throwing things in their face because you're already going through something else that pissed you off unrelated to this. Yeah. So that's why it's best that you bring it up when nothing is wrong, because then the person will know that Allison is bringing this up because it really bothers her. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have a partner who says, oh, man, you're always ruining a good moment. You always have- yeah. You always yeah. Ruin- you're such a Debbie Downer. Why are you right. doing this to us? Um, We're having fun right now. You really have to do this now. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And your response is going to be, the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because had I had waited for something else to be problematic, you would then say, I'm throwing it in your face. I'm trying to cause an argument. And so I thought it would be in our best interest to discuss it now so that you know that my feelings are authentic and I'm not trying to start an argument with you, but in fact, I'm trying to come to a resolution. Boom. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I was married before and my ex-husband, like one of the main things we fought about, we didn't fight that much, but when we did fight, it honestly was about his mom a lot. Mm. Like he never ever stuck up for me. Like I, to her or to me, Mm. like even behind closed doors, it was so frustrating. And I would always be like, but it's your problem. That's between you and her. I'm like, oh my God, it's your mom. Right. Right, right, right. And you yeah. can speak to her in the way that you would speak to right. any other woman. Exactly. So, so right. when, when people say that, like, oh, that's between y'all two, but it's not because if she were a stranger, you would have cursed out a long time ago. But out of totally. respect, out of the yeah. that's your mom, I can't speak to her in a way that she's probably gonna appreciate, which is a good good old curse out. So yeah. I need you to step in here and either stand up for me or teach me how to deal, or maybe begin to limit interactions between the two of us, how maybe it needs to be only Christmas and Thanksgiving, but you have to be a part of this because trust me, if you left it up to me, this relationship would be over. I would destroy your mom. And that's not what you want. Right. Oh, it was so horrible. Okay. That's really good advice. Okay. All right. So back to the guy who doesn't want, or girl who doesn't want to get married. Obviously we're going to take your advice and ask those, those more important questions. Like the really like, nitty gritty questions in the beginning of the relationship for, for but for those of us listening or not me because I'm not in a relationship but those of the race for the ring listeners who are in relationships who didn't do that in the beginning but do want to see their relationship succeed but are on the fence they don't know if this guy or girl what their like intentions are went and, and maybe they're saying yeah we'll get married but I'm not ready yet or blah 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 blah, blah. like when do you put your foot down in that space and and when you know how do you have that those hard conversations when you're like more engrossed I think like some of the I know for me too like and when I've been in relationships post marriage I've I've wanted to stay because I was like invested in them I've been in with a person for a while and I've already put my effort into them and I cared about them so I was like I'm just gonna stick it out longer and longer and longer because I've already built this crazy you know bond with somebody but that doesn't that's not necessarily the right path to take Mm -hmm. is that right Right. So if you've already, if you didn't ask those qualifying questions or they weren't honest, because let's be honest, everyone has to tell the truth all the time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so now you're in this committed relationship. You want to take the next step to marriage and they seem unsure. Then really you have to, there's two things you can do. You have to decide whether or not marriage is a deal breaker for you. For me, it was. So as I mentioned earlier about me dating the gentleman for four years, marriage was a deal breaker for me. If you were not prepared and didn't believe in marriage and or didn't want to marry me, then there, this is the end of the road. There is no conversation. I don't care how much I love you. It's not enough because that is a must for me. Alice. Mm-hmm. For some mm-hmm. people, it's a desire And maybe they say, you know what, it's 2021, maybe just a a live-in partnership is enough if everything else in a relationship is just right. So really, as an individual, you have to decide, again, back to those non-negotiables, if marriage is an absolute must and you feel as though the relationship is healthy, because you also can't be pressuring folks for marriage and you know your relationship is is in the shitter, right? Right. If your relationship is healthy 
and you are happy and your partner is seemingly happy and fulfilled in a relationship and marriage is a must for you, then sorry, goodbye, adios. If yeah. you say, I'm, ha- I'm happy, I'm fulfilled, they're happy, they're fulfilled, I would love to be married, but it's not an absolute, it's not a deal breaker, then yeah. it's not a deal breaker. It's really that simple. We have to take out of our minds that life is hard and relationships are hard. They're not as hard as we make them to be. You, when you extract the emotion and you look at this from a practical standpoint, if X is a must and this person is unable or unwilling to provide X, then that's it. Like a job. If my yeah. salary requirement is a must and I love the job and the, and it's fun and my coworkers and my supervisors are the best, but they're just not paying me the salary that I know that I deserve and what I want to live off of and providing the lifestyle that I need, I'm going to find a job that will. That's it. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I try to look at my co-parenting and my relationship with my ex-husband very much like that now, but I guess people really need to try to look at current relationships that they have that aren't working for them in the same business mindset because it helps to take that emotion out if you can. So that's awesome advice. So, okay, so we're wrapping up because we're out of time. You've been amazing. Tell everybody where they can find you um, on on Instagram, Facebook, your website, all that important information. Yes, absolutely. So uh, my website is alignwithallison.com, A-L-I-G-N with Allison.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff, all the same name, at Align with Allison. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Allison. I appreciate it. I'm happy you're in a happy relationship. You sound very, very together. Yes, yes. So happy now. Finally. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Today's episode was brought to you by Furco's Fine Jewelry. The family-owned business is best known for their handcrafted statement pieces, engagement rings, and fashion finds. Visit them on Instagram at Furco's Fine Jewelry and make them your go-to when shopping for a special gift for a loved one, friend, or for yourself. Race for your ring and use special code MINDY15 at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Happy shopping.